Welcome to the Moonwise Lunar Forecast for November 18th through December 18th, 2017. I'm Dorte Sophie Royal, and today we'll hear from Susan Lipschitz of Everyday Medicine Woman as she takes a look at the upcoming month and gives us her take on the astrological, lunar, and collective energies that she's feeling. Hi, Susan. Thank you so much for being on the show. Hi, Dorote. It's as usual, my absolute pleasure to be with you and to be with our virtual circle of Moonwise sisters. So what does this new moon and this upcoming moon cycle look like? It is, um, I think, got a tremendous capacity for us to clear and um, release and regenerate on so many different levels, levels individually and amazing levels collectively. This is a moon of the rainbow serpent. And that might sound um, a little different than many of us think about with uh, a, you know, a November cycle and wherever we are in the country or the world, we, we think of things seasonally. And we certainly are aware of some of the general markers of what a new moon in Scorpio might entail. But I think this one has um, a lot more in play that elevates it uh, into a whole different um, mythic story. I want to talk a little bit about the beginning point as we open up the door to this new moon in Scorpio, which is um, on the uh, 18th of uh, November. And when we open this new moon or we stand in this new moon, it happens in, uh, sometimes people call it the time of when the mystics arrive. So it's truly in the middle of the night um, into the early morning time, uh, a beautiful moment when uh, it's, it's just very quiet is when this new moon shifts into Scorpio at 26 degrees. And so in this moment, it's, it's, um, it's really taking us in. Scorpio is a deep water feminine energy. It's really that which exists below the surface. So how beautiful that this is coming in in a, in a time of night where we're, most of us are sleeping. Um, and so in that dream time drifts in this moment of zero balancing where the sun and the moon move into Scorpio and move into that place where it hits us, not from our mind, but really into our primal bodies, into our watery ways inside, into our symbolic language, and so into um, a much deeper psychic place within us, uh, as we say, a primal place. And so a lot of times this is also where our fears dwell and where our motivations can come from. And when we're not in touch with these, this is where they go awry because they're longing for us to understand them and to link them into our wisdom and then to inform them into a higher use of our mind to integrate and to organize us. So in that sense, when this new moon takes us in and opens us up deep into the early morning times, into that deep feminine watery energy, it's really inviting us into um, alignment and into that alignment. So as we, uh, rather than rejecting what we really feel about things at a deep, deep level, we can start to align with the truth of what we feel, not again from our mind and what that organizes it around it or our fear or what 
the outside tells us, but deep inside our being, what we need to reveal inside of ourselves. What do we really love? What do we really value? What do we really care about in our lives as individuals, as that which is in our communities and that which is in the collective sphere? And how do we want to protect it? And how do we want to help support its growth and its sustenance and its protection? So in this new moon, as we as we hit it, um, we want to align with it. So that's what I would invite you to do is to deeply, it's like mystically align with this new moon and realize its potential. It's not going to hold us here that long in terms of the depth of this, but we want to really say it's okay. It's okay for us to, to allow ourselves to really confront, um, confront with beauty, confront with um, compassion and confront with purpose, whatever it is we feel is coming forward for us. So whatever you need, this has a tremendous capacity to heal. It has a tremendous ability to face a truth within you. And I think because, um, again, our beloved uh, Venus is there, I think what she's really saying to us is fall in love with the truth of what you need to tell yourself because in it is um, what you value. And so the more we can surrender into that truth rather than fight it or rather than look at it from the viewpoint of the pain, but see it from the viewpoint of the wisdom and the beauty of it, because it's, it's got so much uh, potential in it that she's in there and, and you know, Jupiter's saying, yes, 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 and you can move through this with elegance and we can really transform. So the more that we can stay in this reset, remember new moons are resets. So, so in this morning, this early morning, I want you to wake up on that day and start to, in a way, write or create an affirmation, not with your head, but with your heart to just say, oh, may this be so, may I finally let go of some of this and, and with that in mind, to remember, and, and I wouldn't even say to, to, if you've got a particular area that you're focusing on that you want to release to this new moon, great. But I want you to really, more than that, appreciate that there are lifetimes of karma, lifetimes of old story, lifetimes of, of pockets of, of um, old wounds, um, and, and uh, let's say compacted trauma at an individual level and at a collective level, because the other thing that Scorpio really takes care of is it's all about our lower part of our body. So it's about elimination. So if we've been impacting anything, so I hate to get sort of, you know, graphic, but it really is, we got to move that shit. So if you've been really feeling literally compacted or constipated or like, I won't let go. And it's like, do the cleanse, let it go seriously, because it's going to not only let go of what's going on in the physical body, but the metaphysical body. And at a cellular level, it's going to release. So I want to just go through a couple dates and then I want to go into the mythic story really quickly because that's really the beautiful part. Okay, so the new moon is on the 18th. The 19th then is a very, 19th and 20 are very significant days right after because on the 19th, um, what rules Scorpio is Pluto, but the old ruler of Scorpio is Mars. On the 19th, they are squaring. So that's almost like, you know, if you were going to go to that movie, one of those movies like, you know, the Justice League, you know, or Wonder Woman or whatever, and we see all that, you know, that sort of fighting for the truth and all of that. So moon squaring Pluto, Mar yeah, I'm sorry, Mars squaring Pluto on that new moon, um, 
Mars is really that sense of I just want to take action on something. And Pluto's saying, hey, let's take um, really thoughtful action that is going to transform. So Pluto almost comes in as the teacher with the student or the apprentice and saying, you got to go slower and you've got to do this in a way that really invites something that's more significant. And so there's there's that kind of um, squaring off of that and right in that moment. And it's pretty profound. And then what really moves into that on the 20th is as the sun moves into the last degree of Scorpio um, and, and gets ready to move into uh, Sagittarius, which is a fire sign, which will elevate all of this, it squares that eclipse at the 29th degree of Leo. So we feel that energy of fire and water. So everything that's going on, like I said, about the healing, about the transformation, about all this um, going into the deep dark to, to start to elevate this is really going to be in play. So whatever that means for you, I want you to really see that um, as, as something greater. And if you feel like you're moving through a lot of difficulty, or you feel like you're really pushing a rock up the mountain, or um, working on a project, or uh, stepping past something that's really been hard for you, I want you to really stay with it and understand that, um, that the work is um, valuable, and that what you're doing has merit and keep keep moving with it and also uh, and also there's going to be energies that are going to take care of aspects of it that maybe need to fall away or or maybe go through another little bit of a mini explosion to help ultimately clear the way for you and that there's that dynamic of the fire in the water so you know that's that's pretty profound as well and then the next day on the 21st the sun goes into Sagittarius and then we have a very you know we have like a blast off into a lot more of that truth telling yes we keep going with it there's no going away from it. Sag is a real truth teller. It's the archer. It's that fire, fiery, um, uh, you know, kind of uh, blasting of the arrow into the sun. And then right after that, on the 22nd, Neptune is going direct after five months of being retrograde. And so Neptune is about poetry and it's about psychic ability and it's about um, wisdom because it's the last, um, uh, it's the last sign in the zodiac. And so I think again, really feeling into this sense of Neptune comes forced after after these few days of really uh, powering through the intensity and starts to say because it's a water sign also, but in a very expansive way, starts to say, oh yeah, again, really move into your psychic knowing and your dream and your wisdom and the collective dream and the world story and all of that is going to start to bring it forward because it's in that direct motion it's got that wisdom connected then we've got thanksgiving so whatever that might mean in terms of gratitude and also kind of facing um uh the table with family. Uh, we want to do that with a lot of love and we want to just see into all these areas. And then we're, we're moving into the full moon on the uh, 3rd of um, December, which um, is in Gemini. Gemini is that sign that says, I want to gather a lot of information and I want to be the oracle of, uh, that's go- that, that helps disseminate all of this wisdom. And it goes retrograde for the final time of this year. So the beautiful part sort of this dance with Gemini and with Sagittarius is that Sagittarius, think of it as the wisdom 
that. And it's the knowledge that derives out of the information. And Gemini is more the one that disseminates the information. So Gemini would be like the podcast about the wisdom. It gets the word out. And as it goes retrograde, even though that's sort of whatever it is for us at the individual level, you know, about signing contracts and being mindful about, about you know, backing up our computers and all that good stuff. At the end of the year, one more time, it's saying, let's go over all and let's, you know, get all the little details of the information we want to collect before we leave this incredible year of 2017, which we'll go over again on our last new moon cycle. But this is the prelude to walk what we walk into on that full moon just two weeks from now, believe it or not. So let me very quickly once again go into where we are in this moment and why I feel it's calling it the rainbow serpent and the culmination. So as women, when we're um, thinking about our um, deeper uh, our deeper capacities and what this connects us up to in deep inside of us, um, in our power, our unbelievable power. We often talk about that. And Dorote, you are such a medicine keeper um, and story, story holder around the deep healing capacities we are as women and our womb medicine. And so I want to keep saying that, that, you know, our power is so deep inside of our, in, in terms of the heart of our body, but also the heart of our wisdom, which is our womb or womb space. And um, and where that that you know depth around how we hold our cellular understanding around life and our story, the remembrance of our story, um, our ancestral story and our timeless story as women as a collective. So this new moon. There is nothing like it for this because I think of like Vicki Noble's story when she did the Mother Peace Cards in the Shakti Woman book and talked about this was our time to elevate that, to bring forth that uh, depth and the power inside of us. And so this new moon for to me feels like it really amplifies that because when we think of the Scorpio, we think of Scorpio, right? So Scorpio has that ability to sting in a sense. It's very private. It's very blunt. It's um, very deep. It um, it, it, it is never kind of reveals everything about its nature and takes us into those deep places to heal, to grow, to tell the truth, to evolve. So in that way, as we move into that deep healing water, dark sign, uh, it stings and sometimes offers us through that the remedy of because what we have to find to heal us ends up being something at the metaphysical level, at the emotional level, that if we didn't get stung, we wouldn't look for the remedy. And that's what's really going on, I think, right now in our culture. So as we think about the Scorpio that stings, we also think about it's got another um, archetype to it, which is the snake. So when the snake also is that which is sheds and that which, you know, crawls and moves with Mother Earth, it's one with the primal um, and it, it goes into the trance state in that really primal level. Um, in this case, though, it is also the serpent that rises from the ashes. So the other thing that we talk about a lot when we talk about Scorpio or what the capacities are is that we think about the phoenix because when Scorpio starts to move and then it's got that next energy of Sagittarius right after that. So in the ashes of the fire, there are always the strongest embers and the embers in there activate the reanimation or the rebirth. So the reanimation or the rebirth are the phoenix that comes as the, scor- as the serpent rises. And so we think about in many traditions the, the uh, phoenix that rises and the power of that or the firebird. 
which is also really powerful in many medicine traditions, again, out of the fire. So out of that earthy energy, out of that deep water energy, here comes the emergence of the serpent. Um, but another tradition that I talked about uh, is in the Americas, another um, myth that is so powerful that we, that we um, learn about is that of the Quetzalcoatl. And the Quetzalcoatl is the rainbow serpent. And the rainbow serpent um, connects us to the emergence and the evolution and the lifting of, um, of, of that energy that is not only the rising of the individual, but a rising of consciousness. And so as the, the Quetzalcoatl or the rainbow serpent rises, it's thought to be, and it's thought to be in this timing of uh, the regeneration of a story that is you know, 500 years old that goes then all the way back to the beginning of the Christ consciousness, the Buddha consciousness, the Kuan Yin, whatever you believe is the story of us as light beings on earth is that the Quetzalcoatl talks about that, is that it's always the rising of a consciousness. And so I really feel that that in this moment, we're in that moment of the rainbow serpent, the evolution of our consciousness. And how beautiful is that, that this is stirring inside of us. And as we heal and as we kind of download and as we let go of all of this compacted, um, constricted energy deep inside our bodies and that inside the collective, that we actually can evolve into a culture and into a world that we're really praying about and really needing. And so one more quick thing is I just want to say that this really, really speaks to what's going on right in this moment for women. And so right in this moment for women, we can see it, we feel it. All of our individual stories, the Me Too stories, the outrage that we're feeling, we are telling the story about no woman has been untouched in, in terms of being, uh, and literally and metaphorically, around um, sexual harassment, around the wounded masculine, around this experience of of not being seen and heard and honored and protected and, and being free and being safe. And so in that moment, we are rising. And as Maxine Waters talked about, so which we all love so much when she said, we are reclaiming our time. So we're reclaiming our time. We're reclaiming our stories. We're, we're speaking it. And we can't really um, direct what that will mean. Uh, but we need to bring it forth. We need to lock arms. We need to support each other at this time and see where the energy goes. So that's also part of this. And with that, so the practices, I would say, as many of the women are kind of asking me and asking each other, we're in so much pain about this. We're in so much grief about this. As we tell the stories, it reactivates all the trauma in us. And yet it's also, if just keep remembering this is freeing you. Just like I said, we're dumping all the shit that's inside of us. We're also releasing the stories. So it's moving out of everywhere it needs to move so that we can free our bodies, our consciousness, our minds. And so uh, I'm also inviting you because I keep saying that this is very shamanic, meaning look to what heals us in nature and the nature practices that many um, healers and medicine people work with. And so what do they work with? Sound. And what does the snake offer? The rattle. So I can't say enough about if you don't have a rattle, get one. Go online. That's the beauty of it. You know, get a rattle and start rattling because um, just, just literally take a rattle and start shaking it around your body. And I'm telling you, five minutes of it and keep doing it, you will feel profoundly better because it rattles out all of this 
energy and we move with it and it stimulates us and it it's it takes us to move our bodies and dance it out so i'd say rattle it out if you have a friend that you want to rattle each other i can't tell you how great it is we just did it in a medicine circle that i worked with we felt fantastic it just really works the body and it works the consciousness and it gets us uh, moving you want to yell with it yell with it you want to pound the earth pound the earth don't be afraid to to really get you know just just get real do what you need to do and then i would say elevate it so in other words really visualize the energy if you have a feather move that feather around you work what the what the native uh, uh, practices are about you know utilize how it helps activate the spirit of nature cleanse your body with herbs um or get outside and work with um, baths, ritual baths. That really helps too to sort of cleanse it out. Work with the elements, and and then um, more than anything, rise. Like I said, with this new moon, I want you to really feel like you're rising, like the serpent. Don't give up whatever you believe in, like that. You know that Venus energy. It's there for you. So just keep stay persistent. Scorpio, when you look at the other direction of it, is Taurus. Remember, we had that full moon in Taurus two weeks ago. Taurus is like a frigging bull. It does not give up. It's persistent. So stay with it. Whatever it is you believe in that you want to move forward in this time, um, don't stay in that. That you know, heal what you need to heal. Feel what you need to feel. Grieve what you need to do. But more see so as I move it out, what do I really want to give myself to and stay there? And as a collective, I'm telling you that I really believe with all my heart that we are, whether we call it a sea change or whether we call it that moment, um, the watershed moment, I truly in my heart believe this is the moment and we can't give up. We have to, we have to stick together and just believe in this moment um, for women and for like the elephants need us right now. I mean, every, every being, that's what women do. We are the collective mothers and men can be there too. They can be our allies, but we invite them to go deep inside their heart, not only to look at their behavior, but to have the responsibility to lift them and to rise in this moment too, out of their old stories and their old, you know, shed their skins too. It is a really profound moment in our story as a world. So I know I'm being a little dramatic about this, but it's really what I feel opportunistic in the rainbow serpent energy. Thank you so much, Susan. And um, I know that you are having a retreat coming up. uh, And I would love to hear a little bit about that and also the special offering you have for our listeners. Well, thank you so much. Um, All I want to say about that is we're doing our 18th annual um, uh, goddess gathering um, winter retreat in Tulum, Mexico, and that's going to be February 24th to March 3rd over a full moon. Um, If anybody's been to the Yucatan with the Mayan energies, uh, they know how powerful it is a magical, mystical, alchemical place. Uh, We're really well cared for at this incredible place. You know, you've been there at Maya Tulum Resort. And when uh, the, the, um, so thank you for asking about it. It's uh, a time for us as a week to do this kind of work. And so it's very difficult to articulate the power of ceremony, the part part about being together as women in a collective sacred hoop. And all the words we use are really, really there in terms of it turning into a womb space, turning into a healing space, um, turning into a sisterhood. And um, 
and what we what we can transform in that time too. And it's also just uh, knowing that in February we're going somewhere really warm <laughs> is incredible as well. But uh, I just really encourage women to, uh, as usual, what we often do is say, I'll see if my schedules work, and that means our kids or our work. And to say, you know, if you really feel called to um, to take the time to do this personal work and to begin to, it's the, the theme of this one is um, uh, awakening our sacred compass. And that, again, has to do with our inner knowing uh, and that GPS within us that will really lead us through to our own um, possibilities and potentials. And then what we want to give in service to the world, I'd encourage everybody to come. And so we do have a special offer for our Moonwise sisters, and that is until the 24th Thanksgiving Day. So if you listen to this and then you go on our website, Everyday Medicine Woman, or our Facebook page or through Instagram, and you use the code MOONWISE, all in lower caps, we're offering you $150 off as a thank you for listening to the podcast and for being part of our collective circles that Dorothy and I are um, weaving together. Thank you so much, Susan. And what an awesome way to send some gratitude to yourself uh, around Thanksgiving if you want to register then and also thinking about what a cool way to start off the new year um, in ceremony and yeah, awakening that sacred compass. It's I've I've been to Mayatulam and it's truly a beautiful, beautiful place and the work that um, is done there is really powerful. So anyone who's feeling the call, I say definitely move forward with that. Thank you so much, Susan, for this forecast. And um, we will look forward to checking in with you on the next new moon. Yes. And uh, um, looking forward to uh, as well to being part of the conversation together and really encouraging um, women to give us some feedback about how you're feeling about how this new moon is going. Uh, we really want to hear from you uh, on on uh, the uh, comments from the podcast. It'll be great to hear. Yeah, definitely. If you're enjoying these forecasts or you want to share how this month is going for you, please feel free to uh, send us an email. Um, you can email dorothe at moontent.co. That's D-O-R-O-T-H-E-E at moontent.co. Or you can always leave a comment on our iTunes reviews or leave a comment on the website. So thank you so much for tuning in. Love to everyone. You can find more information about Susan's work at everydaymedicinewoman.com. And be sure to tune in on the full moon of December 3rd when I'll be releasing my conversation with herbalist Cami McBride about womb wisdom and the magic of menstruation. I hope you'll join us. Subscribe to Moonwise on iTunes or visit moontent.co. See you next time.